We're back. <laughs> Is that creepy? I don't know. Ah, still trying to figure out this whole intro thing, but we are back with a second episode of the Riri's Discoveries podcast, where I, Riley, your host, um, go through all kinds of fun things, all the discoveries in my life that have led me to where I am, and well, uh, carry me through life the rest of the way. Um, so on today's episode, um, I have a positive news story from the land of Swedish kebab pizza, one of my favorite indulgences in the world. Um, and uh, and so I've, I've got a good little story from Sweden for you. Um, the main topic for today is going to be one that is near and dear to my heart, but often forgotten by everybody else, and that's on being a middle child. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about all about my my life experiences being a middle child, what it's taught me to have you know quote unquote middle child syndrome, and uh, and honestly how fun it is to be one of of many kids. It's honestly such a I feel so lucky. Um, and then last but not least, of course, we've got our wellness tip and this is one that is very much so for all the ladies in the building um and i'm going to be talking about an alternative to tampons and pads that's actually really good for your health and kind of helps you take back control of uh your period so yeah just stay tuned for that uh, very excited to be back for the second episode and uh, let's let's get into it So before we get into today's episode, of course, I want to remind you all that you can find me on social media. My Instagram and Facebook handle is Riri's Discoveries. Uh, that's R-I-R-I-S-D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-I-E-S. On Twitter, it is just Rai Rai Discoveries, so there's no S after Riri. And I am also on Patreon. So if you uh, like the podcast, you want to hear more of the podcast, you want to get even better content uh, and, and support the larger dream that is Riri's Discoveries, then you can head over to patreon.com. So that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Riri's Discoveries. Okay, enough of that. So for my positive news bit, um, anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love Sweden. So I mentioned in my first episode that my, my initial goal in life was to save the world from global warming. And, uh, you know, that was thwarted by my first year university efforts, but that is saved for another episode. Um, but I do still feel really connected to the the goal of climate change. And um, recently in the news, you know, there's been a lot of kind of scary news coming out about just how bad of a place that we are in right now in terms of the planet that we need to basically make a drastic change right now or else or else it's it's we're in trouble um i don't know if any of you have watched our planet on netflix i was taking a break from watching netflix for the month of april and that's also something i'm going to talk about in a sec um i was taking a break from watching netflix for the month of april but when i was at my sister's place um, or no, I was at my grandma's place and we just threw on Netflix just to kill the time before we went out for my grandma's 80th birthday. Um, and they, th they put on our planet and oh my God, if you've seen it, there is a scene with walruses and it is, I, I had to cover my face. I, you know, I was all done up for dinner. I had my makeup on and everything. And, and I, I became so upset. It was honestly heartbreaking. Um, but 
I can see why, you know, David Attenborough, the, who's done the narration for things like Blue Planet and Planet Earth, um, really famous documentaries at a BBC, um, that he's frustrated. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we can show you all these cute pictures of animals having fun in the wild, but what we're not showing you is that, you know, there's there's beaches filled with penguins that are dying. Um, you know, fish are washing up on shore and they've got a bunch of plastic in their bodies. And um, this scene with the walruses, if you have seen Our Planet on Netflix, you know exactly what I am talking about. And it is, it's really tough to watch. So anyways, this supposed to be a positive news bit. Um, and I, you know, I want to, I want to highlight Miss Greta Thunberg. Thunberg? I'm sure it sounds very cool when you say it with a proper Swedish accent. But so this girl's 16 years old and she's everything that I wish I could have been when I was 16. Um, you know, she's cute as a button. She actually, she has Asperger's, which is, um, it's on the spectrum of autism and usually just presents itself as some, some slight, um, uh, in social situations, they, they won't always pick up on social cues and things like that. So it's a very, it's a, a mild form of autism, uh, you could call it. So this sweet girl has changed the world. She's 16 years old and she's ended up on the Time Magazine 100 Most Influential People at 16 because she decided to strike for climate change. So every Friday she strikes from school and um, it's to bring more awareness to the climate issue and you know I've been following her as soon as I as soon as I heard that she was on the time 100 list of course being the millennial that I am I creeped on all forms of social media <laughs> and she's really great at posting uh, news stories but the best thing is that you know she posts pictures of kids from around the world and it's just thousands of kids skipping, well, striking from school on Fridays to bring awareness to climate change because, you know, her big thing is that we weren't the ones that contributed the most to uh, the climate crisis right now, but we will be the ones that are left to clean it up. And that's not fair. It is, it is definitely an injustice. And I definitely, like, I, I feel her frustration, but she is just this sweet girl. She's, you know, she spotted, she spoke at the World Economic Forum. Um, she's spoken at the UK Parliament. Um, she's met the Pope. She, uh, she travels around Europe by train because she, you know, she recognizes that those really short uh, flights around Europe they're just polluting unnecessarily uh, the 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 air because um, planes obviously burn up a ton of gas. And, you know, she's started a trend in Sweden that lots of young people are now, if they're going on vacation, they're taking the train to wherever they're going. Um, so, again, this girl is, like I said, she's just everything that I wish I could be <laughs> um, now and back when I was 16 and in my future life. And I just like every time I watch, she'll post clips of when she does speaking engagements and I get teary eyed. I mean, I'm also a Cancerian, so I recognize that I'm very sensitive and crying is just what I do. Um, but no, I, I think that Greta Thunberg or uh, however you say it is somebody that everybody should be paying attention to and really listening to her message and taking her seriously because what she's doing is is pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah, Greta, you're awesome. If you ever listen or hear me out or any of those things, I would just, it would literally make my life. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's let's really get into the episode here. Um, I did mention previously, this is just a life update for anybody who's interested. I took a break from watching Netflix for the month of April, and it was really interesting to see kind of what I ended up filling my time with. And it all spurred from this conversation that I had with my dad when he was driving me home one night, and we were both talking about how we have all these grand plans, and like, we love the idea of going and playing sports after work, but we never get to it because it's just like, ah, well get home and I'm really tired and all I want to do is just sit down and watch Netflix and it's so easy and then the episodes play after five seconds if it's a Netflix original and so it just like it sucks you in and then all of a sudden it's like you think that you don't have time for anything but you just spend all your time watching Netflix so um, I took it upon myself to uh, not watch Netflix for an entire month and you know with the exception of those few times where I was in larger groups and somebody just put it on to entertain the whole group um, I, I actually did not watch Netflix for the whole month of April and although I wish that I had picked up some cool hobby or learned a new skill or something like that basically I spent all of my extra free time working um, <laughs> uh, for the gym that I work at right now um, I'm also their social media director, so there's a lot of additional work that I can do on the side to kind of prep different projects and and uh, work on those kinds of things, writing blogs and creating content for them. Um, and then obviously I have all of my Riri's Discoveries work, so I've been doing a lot more uh, writing. I'm on Vocal Media, if you haven't heard of it, vocalmedia.com. It's really cool. Uh, you can look at my profile there. It's it's uh, Riley Pierce, I believe, is, is the profile. And I've written a few things. It's more so just like interest, um, opinion type of topics. Uh, but it's just a fun place for me to post um, kind of things that I think about uh, and stuff that I believe that I have some level of expertise on and I can share it with specific communities and it's really cool. So yeah, so it's a bit disappointing that I, I didn't pick up a new skill or try anything new. You know, I started skipping, which is kind of fun, but that's not really a new skill. It's just a great way to work out. Um, and uh yeah, so I'm actually thinking for the month of May because I tried to watch Netflix on May 1st. <laughs> I was like, I'm free, I can do it now. And I honestly, I just felt like it was a big waste of time and I didn't really feel like I was missing anything. So um, what, I, what I will try to do is seek balance now with my free time. So a little more, you know, socializing or taking up a new skill or doing something uh, a little bit more interesting than just... Uh, adding more hours to my work life. Um, so anyways, all that to say, uh, try taking a break from Netflix. It's actually really interesting. Um, there's a, there was a couple bad habits that I had going along with my Netflix habit, I guess. You know, I would get home from work on a Friday and I I typically end work a little bit earlier on Fridays. And so I would get home. Uh, but before I'd get home, I, you know, it, it got really bad at one point that I would go and pick up like a bunch of snacks and just post up on the couch and watch Netflix four hours on end and just snack like mad. And, and it was, it wasn't, I didn't feel very good ever on Fridays. So um, because I stopped watching Netflix, there was less of that kind of senseless snacking that I was doing. So that's also been, um, that has definitely been a positive. Uh, so despite the fact that I've been working more, I, I did gain something from 
watching less Netflix. I will, however, be binge watching Game of Thrones episodes this weekend because I am weeks behind. Uh, that was also part of it. I just wanted to stop watching TV altogether. So I will be watching. Ne- I will be watching Game of Thrones. I'm very excited. Um, the internet has been a dangerous place to be because people are sort of spoiling things, but I can typically quickly click away from them. So. Um, but anyways, I, you know, I, I said that today I had a, a fun topic that was again near and dear to my heart, and that's all about being a middle child. Now, uh, something you should know about me, I actually come from a family of four daughters, and I am number three in the lineup. So mathematically, there's no actual middle. Um, but I am the self proclaimed middle child and I will tell you why. <laughs> so the eldest, uh, obviously she's born, she gets all the typical eldest treatment, she's the most exciting, she's got the most baby pictures because she was the first, you know, it's it's a big deal for young parents. And my parents were quite young when they had my oldest sister. Um, it was shortly after they got married and uh, yeah, so it was, it was an exciting time for them. A year and a half later, my second oldest sister is born, and uh, and she's a fun little baby. Uh, they called her the Playmeister. She was she was cute. They were obviously getting more comfortable with parenting, um, but they waited three years before before they decided to have me. So in that three years, uh, my second oldest sister was the baby essentially. So uh, you know, three years you you get into some habits, and honestly. I, I should probably preface this and say that like my parents were great parents. They raised us really well, and I am not by any means hard done by. This is purely just just me talking about being a middle child, and it's very middle child of me to be creating an entire podcast episode to talk about <laughs> being a middle child because when else will people listen to us? Uh, no, just kidding. So so yeah, so um, Katie and Lizzie are my sisters, and so Lizzie hung out as a baby for three years, and then along came me. And um, I was talking with one of my clients the other day, and she talks about how, like, after two, you know, the third and the fourth, it's pretty much nothing. You know what you're doing, and you've kind of accepted the fact that it's not going to be perfect ever. So I come around, uh, I'm a big baby when I'm born, and all I wanted to do was eat and sleep and be held by my sisters. And uh, so, yeah, I was... That was pretty easy going. I I would I was what you what you would say the kind of like a dream baby the the ideal baby um <laughs> maybe maybe not true I don't know if my sisters would agree with that but anyways so I'm hanging out for about a year and a half being the youngest and then the youngest is born and uh, and I think this is what really solidified my position as the the self proclaimed middle child um, so eighty was eighty was. 80 was born into stress. My mom actually had pneumonia um, for the last little bit of her pregnancy with my sister. And um, while the three eldest had, uh, we basically hung out in the womb for an extra two weeks. Uh, Adrian was actually born a day early. Um, and she was, she was quite small when she was born. And uh, my mom was, she was really, really, really stressed when, um, when my sister was born. So anyway, so Adrian comes into the world in a stressed environment and she is she's a bit of a stress case. You know, my my mom had successfully started to raise three little kids, but when Adrian was born, that's when my mom had to start buying the parenting books. Uh specifically raising your spirited child. I don't know if they are still printing that book, uh, but if they are and you are a parent who is struggling with a spirited child, it is it is what helped my mom raise my sister and get through some pretty horrendous 
temper tantrums. So, um, I mean, I love my little sister. She's, she's such a cool person. Um, but when she was a little kid, she was really difficult. So we have this really funny picture of her up on the fridge and it's basically just her in like a little crib daytime playtime thing. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know what to call it, but um, it's not really a crib that you sleep in, but it's a box that you put a kid in and they play in it. Um, <laughs> so, and it's just Adrian standing at the edge of it and she is wailing in the picture. Eyes closed, mouth wide open. She's red in the face. So, you know, you get the eldest being the eldest. The second eldest being uh, a fun, you know, playful, charismatic kid who got to be the youngest for three years easygoing me and then crazy little sister so naturally I kind of because I'm easy it's like okay she gets fed she sleeps she's good let's focus on the others and so this is why um when they talk about the the this those kind of classic behaviors of those classic middle child isms um I, I kind of line up with a lot of them. Um, so definitely, I mean, I, I, I didn't ask for a lot of help with my homework because I just felt like my little sister needed more help or my older sisters. I remember we would sit around the dinner table and we were one of those families that would sit around the dinner table and talk about our day. And, uh, the oldest, she's so animated. And so she would basically take up the whole table and then the youngest, she was super smart, and um, but she was also wrestling with some, like, you know, teachers labeled her as a bad kid and a ringleader even one time, um, just because she was, she's a strong-willed little cookie. Um, and then, you know, Lizzie, Lizzie was just like, she was cool. She always had something fun going on, or she was super quiet. Um, it got to a, a point later in life that the Lizzie did get really quiet in high school. And so then, you know, then there was me and I, uh, I just listened and I observed and I was there when my sisters needed to be there. And, um, I didn't really, I never really kind of ask. I, I don't think I asked for a lot in terms of, um, attention really. Uh, there's a few things that I'm sure I was a bit demanding about, but, um, yeah, I definitely have some, some serious middle child isms. And it's funny because I thought that I had heard someone talk about middle child syndrome. Yes. A, an actual, an actual syndrome, uh, based on <laughs> your birth order. So I think it's ridiculous that they call it a syndrome, but, um, middle child syndrome as defined by, the wonderful Wikipedia is the feeling of exclusion by middle children. The effect occurs because the first child is more prone to receiving privileges and responsibilities by virtue of being the oldest, while the youngest in the family more is more likely to receive indulgences. The second or middle child or third child in my, my case, no longer has their status as the baby and is left with no clear role in the family or feeling of being left out. It sounds really sad, um, but it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I wasn't left out. Uh, I, my sisters and I all got along for the most part. I'm really close with my younger sister, but I also get along with my older sisters just fine. Like, there was no actual being left out, but, um, you know, I teased my parents for my, oh, was it my 21st or my 22nd birthday. Uh, the whole family went away <laughs> to England. Like my two older sisters, my grandparents, my parents, they went away to England. Um, my younger sister and I were at home because my younger sister was working, but it was one of those things where it was like, uh, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll celebrate my birthday on my own then. And that's fine. And, uh, yeah. So I tease my parents a lot about it. Um, but I don't actually, 
I'm not actually hard done by it. Let, let me make that perfectly clear. I love where I am in the birth order. Um, it kind of gives me funny, something funny that I can joke about. Something that makes me special and stand out because uh, it's about time. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, there, there's also a lot of benefits to being the one that kind of fades into the background. I was really able to just kind of come into my own in my own way. There was never a feeling, I don't think that my parents were ever overbearing, but it was kind of like, I could just kind of live my life how I, how I felt like I wanted to live it. Um, I remember my second oldest sister saying one time to my parents that she thought it was so cool that I just, I was exactly who I was. So if you look back to my my first episode where I talk about some embarrassing stories and the first one when I run out into the gym and I throw my hands up in the air and I say, let there be light. And it's totally insane. And anybody who actually cared about uh, how they present to society may not have done that. But I don't know. I just, I, I honestly think that because I was kind of left to my own devices, I was able to develop into exactly who I wanted to be. Um, and that's pretty cool. Um, and now I can bring that person as an adult to the forefront and, uh, and it actually helps me kind of stand out in a crowd because I have, I do find that I'm, I'm pretty self-aware and, and I kind of know who I am and, and who I want to be, uh, in, in this world and, and what I want to contribute to the world. You know, I'm the only one of my sisters who is, uh, self-employed and has a business per se and, um, and I'm, i, I I think that's really cool. So um, I also want to mention that coming from a big family, I can remember having a friend in college and he also had three siblings, but I believe he was the second of of four. And he and I talked about like, on, and this sounds cheesy, but like what a gift it is to have siblings. Um, you know, I, I talk about my sisters and I like we're the blonde squad. You know, it's this little team of bobbling blonde heads and, and we're always there for each other we are so supportive um through thick and thin you know high school is obviously rough like our hormones are going absolutely bananas um so we can't be expected to get along perfectly but the fact is adults we've come together and uh have really created such a solid support system for each other i feel so fortunate for that um and all of us, when we've moved out and lived with roommates, we all know how to like coexist with other people because we've had to for our whole lives. Sharing a bathroom between four girls in high school is a lot to do, um, but we made it work. Um, and again, that is partially uh, in part to my parents. They they didn't let us be shrieky girls. None of us are shrieky girls. Um, you know, they they just didn't let any of that kind of crazy girl drama stuff get too far. And so I'm. I feel super fortunate that that's what my, that's what my upbringing is like. Um, and, and being a part of a big family is so cool. And, uh, in the future, if I ever decide to have my own family, like I would absolutely be open to having multiple kids. Cause I want to have like this little, like this little soccer team basically <laughs> of, of kids who are just like, they can, they can grow up together and they can be so supportive. And like, even if there is a middle child, I think it'd be hilarious to kind of like see that happen, see if they even realize that they're experiencing middle child syndrome. I won't do it on purpose, obviously, but you know, to then become a parent and just see that it happens, you know, when you have lots of kids and mouths to feed and personalities to manage that's that, like, it's just the way that it works. Somebody's going to fade into the background and, um, I like to think I faded into the background because I was easy, you know, 
and being the easygoing child is something that I take great pride in because uh, I don't like to be difficult. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it again, it's it's so cool coming from a big family, and again, looking back on my childhood and my upbringing, and being that middle child and being left. Uh, to my own devices and 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 to allow my sisters to come forward and and to shine a little bit more and to get sort of a little bit more attention from my parents did allow me to develop into the person that I am today and that's that, that is going to be a common discovery across all of these podcast episodes is that every experience good or bad has brought me to where I am today and I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with with who I've become. Middle child isms and all embarrassing stories and all. Um, I'm, I'm 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 a pretty happy kid. <laughs> so um, yeah. So again, really cool to be a middle child. Really cool to be a part of a big family. You know, if you're part of a big family, reach out, share your big family stories. I love to hear them. You know, with all my clients, when I find out that somebody comes from a family of four, first question is, where are you in the lineup? And is it like boy, girl, boy, girl? Like what's the the gender mix of the kids? Um, and then I can talk for hours with them about that. And it's so funny to see like the shared things that go on, like being a Costco family, um, sharing snacks, hoarding snacks, uh, personality differences, especially asking like how many years are between kids. Like I love all of that stuff. So if you want to reach out and share that story again, you can find me on social media at Riri's Discoveries, except on Twitter where it's Riri Discoveries. Um, or you can, you know, leave me a note on Patreon if you want, patreon.com forward slash Riri's Discoveries. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro, today's wellness tip, I guess, a uh, wellness piece of information is very female-focused, but it's really important. Um, I work with a lot of female clients as a personal trainer. It's kind of where I've I've found my niche is with young, um, honestly, it's not even young women, it's it's all women in general. And, uh, and I can remember one of my clients talking to me about the Diva Cup. Some of my sister's friends had mentioned the Diva Cup. Uh, seemed a little bit odd to me. I'm not sure I trusted having something inside of me like that, which is insane. Because if you think about it, tampons, you also put inside of you. And tampons have a warning on them that if left too long can cause toxic shock. So women are electing to put something in them that can cause toxic shock. It's crazy. It is absolutely insane what women go through. I don't know how we've gotten this far and just been like, yeah, but yeah, but it's totally fine. It's like the birth control pill. I found out the other day that during the birth control pill studies when they were first looking at it for women, like a bunch of women reported like all of the side effects that we all feel when we take the birth control pill and two girls actually died like like come on ladies this is just a little bit ridiculous if i do so i sell myself like come on come on so anyways so the diva cup um i highly recommend this to girls it is a bit tricky to figure out in the first i remember my my first cycle with the diva cup was actually very frustrating because i hadn't quite figured out the the mechanism and the suction and and if you've used it you know what i'm talking about um and so it, it was it was a, it was a bit of a mess which i didn't love but then once i figured it out it was like oh my god I don't even make sure that I have like boxes on boxes on tampons. I don't have to, sometimes like when you put a tampon in, if it's not put in right or something, it hurts and it's very uncomfortable throughout the day. Like Diva Cup, you don't feel all day long. Um, it's really nice. I, I quite like it. I've actually lost mine. 
which is annoying. <laughs> so I have to buy another one, but um, I'll definitely be buying it. It's, it's about $40. And if you think about what you spend on uh, tampons and pads month after month, like it pays itself back and then some, um, and then you end up saving a ton of money later on, of course. So definitely recommend the Diva Cup. You're, you're going to feel like you take back your uh, control. It, it, it makes the, the time of the month, as we call it, uh, less annoying, less messy. Um, it just, it's honestly great. It's, it's cool. It's a bit, sometimes it freaks people out when they have to take it out, um, cause it'll shift throughout the day, but in the pamphlet, they give you lots of information on how to manage that. So it's really not that bad. I think it's a great thing. Girls definitely consider it. Um, pads and tampons are typically coated with, um, uh, chemicals and stuff that's that's not good you shouldn't have it that close to a very sensitive area of the body so definitely if you're a woman or if you're a boyfriend who wants to be super supportive of his girl get her on the diva cup she'll be much happier so that brings us to the end of another episode it's it's i i sat around with my my recording mic that i got off amazon (laughs) uh for a couple weeks uh, just feeling really nervous about the whole experience of recording a podcast because I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of freaky and to just sit down and do it as well. I always felt like I could find something else that I could do. So I'm really excited that I've, I've actually put this together. Um, and we have come to that point in the episode where I will remind you that I am affiliated with fam, uh, fam sportswear. So on Instagram, they are at F A M M. Um, and they are a Norwegian sportswear brand that makes like really good quality tights and workout tops. Um, I think they off- they also offer underwear and underwear and other things like that. They may have also released shorts recently. So um, I own a bunch of their stuff. If you head over to my Instagram, I'm wearing their workout gear in the majority of my posts. Um, and if you go to their website, famsportswear.com, they have an international website. Um, the shipping is really quick, like two, three days tops with DHL. And um, if you use if you use Riri's Discoveries dash ten, so that's R I R I S D I S C O V E R I E S dash the number ten, uh, you can get a discount on your purchase at the end. So, um, you know, if you go over to my Instagram, you can also find that discount code, and it's also under my collaborations page on my website at Riri's Discoveries dot So, um, on the topic of socials, just as a reminder, you can find me on. Instagram and Facebook at Riri's Discoveries. Um, on Facebook, remember, I also have a group, the Do Gooders group, uh, which is a community for people to show that they are doing something good for their for their body that day. That is my motto. It is something that I have that I've stuck with for years now. It is, I feel like I, you know, my friends and family know that that is my motto. And and so the Do Gooders group is a place where if you do something good for your body today, you can share it. I know that there is a community of people who will be supporting you and also doing something good for their body today. So it's just a really fun way to kind of like interact with people and see all the creative ways that people are, are taking care of themselves. Um, and then of course, Twitter is Rye Rye Discoveries. I post more like just random stuff. I'll retweet articles or funny DJ stuff. I do a lot of tweeting at DJs on Twitter. Actually, it's, it's kind of funny, a bit of a fan girl. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's that. And then Patreon, of course, it would mean so much to me if I had people support this podcast. Um, 
and because I'm, I'm putting myself out there because I have larger dreams for Riri's Discoveries and what it can be capable of. So by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Riri's Discoveries and becoming a patron, uh, you support this, this longer term goal and you'll be a part of this longer term plan to really change, um, the healthcare world and to offer more sustainable business practices. And yeah, there's, there's a number of plans and, and these are things that I'll get into, uh, at a later time. But, um, you know, for now, if you like the podcast, if you want to support it, you can either give it a rating on whatever podcast platform platform you listen to this on, um, leave me a review on Apple podcasts or become a patron. I would, I would be so grateful. Um, and then, of course, my website is rereadsdiscoveries.ca, where you can find uh, blogs that I write periodically. And uh, eventually, I will be releasing um, programs as well on my website. You can find all of my collaborations there, and that's where I post a lot of my Amazon affiliate links. So if I ever mention uh, a product in any of my podcasts uh, or on the blog or anything like that, you can find the actual links for it. Now, when obviously, when you shop through, if you aren't familiar with the Amazon affiliates, when you shop through these links, I do receive a small commission, but again, this is all going to be used for the, the larger cause of what Riri's Discoveries will eventually turn into. So thank you so much again for listening to this episode. If you are listening on Anchor, I will leave you with a song that has been stuck in my head since it came out, and I know that I am just feeding into her regained popularity um and if you aren't listening on anchor it's me by taylor swift i cannot get over this song it's so good so if you're not on anchor and you can't listen to the song then you can uh you can just head over to youtube and watch her video where it's so it's so catchy it's it's just so catchy anyways thank you so much for listening to this episode i will be back again with another episode next week so stay tuned for that share this with your friends let me know what you think about it i'd love to hear from you and of course don't forget to do something good for your body today